Welcome to the MetaZen Cabinet, where we get experimental about exploring your potential so you can discover your own values, the manner in which you're here to serve, and align yourself with the only certifiable rescue team you can rely on, yourself. Episode 16, The Power of Self-Investment. Hey y'all, welcome back to the MetaZen Cabinet and welcome to episode 16. In this episode, we will be talking more about investing in yourself and how you, your mind, and your time are the greatest assets you have. So, you know, it's my intention in this episode to quantify those things and to leave you with a sense of encouragement or to light a spark that opens you up and allows you to see that you are valuable and that how you invest in yourself says a lot about you as a person, the future that you have, and the life that you lead. In the first segment, we're going to be talking about the importance of investing in yourself and what that can look like and how your life can be different as a result of that. In the second segment, we're going to talk about the consequences of not investing in yourself and what your life can look like when you're not doing that. And in the third segment, we're just going to discuss some wisdom and philosophy and just a bigger picture of why it's in, why it's invaluable but valuable at the same time. And how outside of success and all of the, you know, the praise and all the glory, which is how powerful it is to invest in yourself and to grow yourself and, you know, get, get more in touch with your purpose and why you're here. So we're definitely going to get into those things and some other things, too. If this is your first time joining in, thank you. Hello, hello, and salutations. How you doing? And if you're coming back to listen and learn with us, and, you know, what's up, guys? What's going on? You know, I hope you're feeling good, and I'm glad you're back. I missed you. <laughs> it's blowing my mind how fast it seems like this year has went but at the same time I'm grateful to still be here and you know even though I've had some ups and downs this year I've had some pretty life changing things go on this year and this podcast is definitely one of them and just look forward to how this continues to change my who I am as a person and raise my standards as an individual and raise my standards as a creator and raise my standards as a person of excellence and commitment and discipline is really my hope to definitely leave us uh leave an impression of some sort with you just about the urgency of what it means to invest in yourself so yeah, open your ears, pull out your pens, your paper, your notepad, and let's get into it because it's going to be a good thing. Let's jump into it. Martha Stewart said, 
Once you realize that you have identified a passion, invest in yourself. Figure out what you need to know, what kind of experience and expertise you need to develop to do the things that you feel in your heart you will enjoy and that will sustain you both mentally and economically. I personally feel like this quote is quite elegant in its simplicity because when it comes to us as people or you yourself as an individual, when you're able to identify what your passions are, whether it's baseball, singing, museum, and the uh, science, or you know, biology, or what nursing, whatever it is, you should start to invest in yourself. Start taking classes. Start finding books. Start finding people that share that interest and immerse yourself in that thing. It's one of the most powerful things that you can do. Honestly, for like so many of us know what we're good at, but we talk ourselves out of that thing before we even really get started, you know? And I feel like it's a lot of times, oftentimes because we're doing it, but we want to do it for the wrong reasons. You know, you may be good at doing hair, but, you know, you're not interested in growing and sharpening your expertise as a, as a hairstylist. You're just only thinking about how much money you can make as opposed to trying to focus on increasing your overall market value. I think it really takes true nerve and courage to pursue the thing that sets your heart on fire. You know, as much as you love music, you need to be spending time around other musicians. Catch an open mic. Find as many books as you can about musicianship biographies, autobiographies, find what you can to immerse yourself in that experience. One of the best ways that I know to definitely hone your focus and to grow your skills and develop your passions is to start setting and achieving goals. Robert Schuller said, goals are not only absolutely necessary to motivate us, they are essential to really keep us alive. And I honestly think that's the honest-to-God truth. If you think about any unhappy people in your life, you may be one of them. Think about your life and what goals you're having, what goals you have. You know, I've been paying attention to that for as long as I've been alive. I remember being a kid and having Robert Emmett, the football player, come to our school. And I had to be like about maybe nine, maybe eight or nine at the time. And... I'll never forget him talking about how important it was to set goals. And I don't even really think I knew what goals were like that at the time, but he broke it down. And after that, I remember coming home and asking my parents if they had any goals. And I remember just getting very bad reviews. Just shut up and don't worry about it. This grown folks business, don't worry about what my goals are, what I'm trying to do. And pretty much let me know that they didn't have any goals. And, I, you know, as I got older and became an adult, I definitely realized that most of us comfortably walk around with no goals, with no true sense of direction, no catalyst of focus, no locus of control. And pretty much without goals, without that catalyst, you're working towards nothing. You're just merely existing. You may be in a job that you hate. You may be in a job that you've been in for 10, 20, 30 years, and you're wondering why it's not going anywhere. It's because you don't have any goals. It's because you don't know where you want it to go. It's because you don't know what you want. You don't know what your end game is. And the moment you figure those things out, 
those things will start to change. Your reality will start to change. Your reality may start to hint at things and show you a little bit more of those new ideas you're exposing yourself to, or those, those goals that you're achieving. We spend so much time letting people tell us what we should be satisfied with and that you should just be grateful for what you have. And I feel like you can be grateful without being complacent. You know, I've definitely had friends and relatives that hate their job and they want to quit and leave so badly. But everybody's telling them, you know, don't be stupid. Everybody would love to do that job. Everybody would love to make the money that you're making. And you talking about wanting to leave, quit. And the whole time they're miserable. And that just, you know, that just honestly breaks my heart because you're here to give so much more than that. You're worth so much more than that. And you don't know what you're willing to subject yourself to that kind of treatment because everybody's telling you because what you have, you know, feels like it's in great demand. And everyone tells you that you're lucky just so they can stifle your growth and keep you where you are so they can try to have a chance to catch up. Oftentimes, I feel like we spend so much time and energy demanding favor and prosperity from ourselves, from other people, from God, and we don't even know what we want or where we're going. And I know because I was somebody that spent many years not having any real goals. I spent so much time just trying to survive because that's all I've ever known. That's all I've ever been around. That's all I've ever been exposed to, really. Is people just trying to survive, just trying to make it, just trying to have enough, just trying to make sure you have enough to pay the bills, to pay the rent, to have enough food and just surviving, just surviving and just surviving. And, you know, at the end of the day, I can't speak for you, but I know for myself, it wasn't enough and it was killing me and I was unhappy and I had to start setting some goals. I had to start setting some goals and burning some bridges and making no, making it where there are no other options. I have to walk through this door. I have to see this go through, give myself a deadline and execute. Something truly magical happens when you set a goal, a goal that requires you to stretch and go beyond your present capabilities and perform new tasks and new routines and, you know, requires you to stretch to reach it. And your identity shifts, your identity grows and who you become as a person changes in the balance. Your behavior changes in the balance. You become more patient. You become more confident. You become more disciplined. You become more aware. So many of us have jobs, careers, businesses, families, relationships, and friendships, and we merely exist in those functions with no real intent on where it's going. And it's primarily because we don't like change and we don't want to put ourselves in a position to, you know, experience that sense of inconsistency in life. And it can make it challenging to set goals. Seneca said... To the person who does not know where he wants to go, there is no favorable wind. I used to think that that was crap because, you know, you hear people talk about having a five-year plan, a 10-year plan. And, you know, when you're younger or you're young, you feel like, why am I worried about all that when I can just be living right now and I'll get to that later? But it doesn't dawn on you how quick five years can come or how quick a year can go or how quick 10 years can go. You know, we're literally in 2021 right now. We were just in 2010 a little while ago. 
You know what I mean? And I had to start taking my life in my own hands because I started getting fearful of what if I get to a place that I don't know? Like, what if I get 35? What if I turn 40, 45? And I'm living a life that I did not plan out for myself, a life that I did not envision. I'm 32 right now, and it's a goal of mine to be financially free by 35. So I figured that gives me three years, no later than 40, but 35 is the sweet spot, you know, because I still want to be pretty young as I experience that sense of wealth and prosperity. But what do I have to do now to make that happen? What do, who do I have to be? Who do I have to become? Albert Einstein said, if you want to live a happy life, tie it to a goal, not to people or things. One of the hardest lessons that I've had to learn in my life is that everybody's not going to come with you. And sometimes that can scare the shit out of you because you don't, sometimes you don't know where your life is going. You don't know where God is taking you. Sometimes it seems so spontaneous. It seems so new. Sometimes it can seem so strange, but also so familiar. And that thing of knowing that you're going to have to take this road alone the road to success, the road to excellence, the world road to world class. You have to be willing to travel alone. You have to be willing to go by yourself because so many of us, we get out of alignment with ourselves, with our paths, with our goals, because we're waiting on people. Our goals are attached, attached to people. Our goals are attached to people behaving a certain way or doing what we want them to do or our ability to control people. And it just doesn't work. Whether you get it today or tomorrow, you're going to learn that you can't make someone like you. You can't make someone love you, approve of you, accept you, respect you, protect you, support you, forgive you, relate to you, need you, value you, or invest in you. You can't control any of that. You can set goals for a new car, a new house, new shoes, new wardrobe, and those things bring a temporary joy, but they won't grow your soul or your character. You got to set goals that tie, uh, tie you to your mission, whether it's world domination, advancing adult literacy, diminishing poverty by arming the poor, uh, the poor with financial intelligence resources to ensure the younger generations are learning about assets, liabilities, investments, enterprise, capitalism, socialism, and how to make money work for themselves. It takes being clear in your thinking and being clear with yourself and genuinely from a soul level, finding a problem in the world that you want to solve. Finding any problem, finding something that's important to you. I mean, you can pick anything out of the sky, but think about your life and think about what you've always been sensitive about or what causes have always galvanized the fire or passion in you and what's gotten your attention. For me personally, I have a lot of different causes and things that I'm very passionate about, but one of my major ones is raising consciousness by way of storytelling and demonstration of my own experience and just speaking to people on a soul level. I know firsthand what it feels like for people not to love you in a way that you can recognize or respect you in a way that you can recognize or appreciate or for people not to affirm your power 
affirm what's good about you, affirm what's great about you, or uh, just make you feel special ultimately. And in that, you know, that's always been a power of mine. That's always been a magic. That's always been something that I just love giving to people for years, for decades, whether it's in school, whether it's in my friends. I've always been the person everyone shares their problems with and different things like that. I used to think that I was going to be a therapist because talking to people just comes so naturally to me because I'm just so innately curious and I love to understand and learn things about people that sometimes they don't know about themselves. I love to lend my ear and pay attention and listen to the things that are being said, but also listen to the things that are not being said. Listen to the things that are being conveyed in body language. Listen to things that are being conveyed in the spacing of the words, in the tonalities of the the words, of the voice. And all the different, you know, variables that are involved in communication. I love juggling all of those balls while communicating. But it's also something, you know, people can be so powerful and feel their best when they feel heard, when they feel listened to. And I love giving that back. I love being giving of myself to make someone feel seen. I love making someone feel seen. I spent years spent my childhood and just spent a lot of time not feeling seen or feeling valued or feeling loved in a way that I can recognize. And, you know, that was painful for a while, a long time, actually. But I realized there was an opportunity for me to give that thing and extend that thing to others. You know, just because I didn't get it doesn't mean I don't know what it looks like. And that doesn't mean that I can't emulate it and give it to others, especially if I know if, you know, it'll bring them the joy that I always wanted it to bring me. It can be the same thing, uh, same way for you. Set a massive goal after you find the problem that you want to solve. Set a massive goal and break it into sub-goals and scratch the subs off until you're done. You know, break it up into pieces so it doesn't feel like this massive undertaking because you know when it feels too big when it feels too large and intimidating we don't take action we don't get to acting so we need it to feel as small and as achievable as possible so we can get started and we can get with it and after we've been taking action for a good while we'll be in momentum we'll feel fearless and we'll be ready to take on the world carrie fisher said stay afraid and do it anyway What's most important is the action. You don't have to feel confident to take action or to get started. Just get started and the confidence will follow eventually. Something to that magnitude. And I love that quote because that's been one of the key testaments in my life because I've always been someone that struggles with getting started. Once I get started, I'm wrecking shit. But it can take a while to get started because... I can be a perfectionist and want to gather all the details and, you know, tend to all the logistics. And sometimes you just don't have time for that. Sometimes you just need to jump in now and learn how to just gather the experience on the way, on the road, while you're walking. And it's the same for you. Do it with your music. Do it with your radio show. Do it with your cooking. Do it with your restaurant. Do it with your outreach, your fundraising, your teaching your military service, your painting, your storytelling, your drawings, your paintings. A great book that I'll continue to reference over and over is 
uh, James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. And he has a section of the book where he talks about creating identity-based goals, goals that are intentional in shaping and developing your identity as you achieve those goals. You're focusing on a process, but while you're working and working towards this goal, your identity is changing, it's, it's expanding, your values are expanding, your global beliefs are expanding, your generalizations are expanding, all the beliefs and values that make you you are expanding. So when you're setting goals, be mindful of things that will stretch you and help change the person that you are, grow the person that you are characteristically and just shift you and challenge you. Don't do anything that's too easy because it won't challenge you. You won't have to sweat. When it comes to making real change, you know, like Lisa Nichols says, you gotta be willing to sweat, baby. You gotta be willing to put in that work and make it count. You'll probably be around people that won't always support what it is that you have going on. Sometimes you feel real confident and proud of yourself and you'll want other people to validate what it is you got going on or how well you're doing. And they won't. Sometimes they won't. Most times they won't because people in my experience, people don't like feeling like you've caught on to something they haven't understood or learned about life yet, especially if they're older than you. You know, like I've had siblings that feel like because they're older than me, they should be making more money than me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's one of the, the the funniest, but cutest and silliest things I've ever heard altogether. But, you know, just whatever, you know, people need to keep their egos and keep themselves intact, I respect it. But it's just a very limiting way to see the world. And if you see things that way, I can imagine what other things might be just a little limited in keeping you from your potential and keeping you from being the best person that you can be. So, like I said before, definitely set you some goals. Set two. You know, too many people set far too many goals. Set, start with two to three important goals that will change your life and change the trajectory and go at it and be consistent and remember find a problem to solve and last thing think about it Julia Cameron said it hurts like hell when the world won't invest in you but it's excruciating almost more than you can bear when you don't believe in investing yourself. I love this quote too, because I feel like as humans, we can spend more time and energy being bent out of shape because people don't support what we do. They don't care about what we have going on. They don't care about the new business that we want to open or that we're about to open. They don't care that you just got your LLC. They don't care that you just got a new record deal. They don't care that you just got a new promotion or they don't care that you just bought a new house or that you're shopping for a new house, that you just bought a new car. They don't care about any of that, especially if they don't have anything going on. And I feel like a lot of times we put so much stock and energy into wanting people to support us so their support can compensate for our lack of support and investment within ourselves. And I feel like when it comes to doing the extraordinary things, world-class things, excellent things. 
You have to support and invest in yourself first. You have to have a undying confidence and support and investment in yourself where people see you and feel like they're missing out and not being a part of your training. They, you know, appreciate your confidence and how much you believe in what you're doing. And they feel like I'd be a damn fool not to be a part of that. I'd be a damn fool not to invest in that right now. It's still the early stages or it's not where, you know, it's not where it needs to be yet. But I can see the potential. He's going to work his ass off to make sure that it gets where it's going. And I want to be a part of the ride early. So, you know, I can definitely be a part of his success or her success or whatever is necessary. But you can't wait for people to support you. Waiting for people to support you is like waiting for the stars to align and You can't spend that kind of time. You have to move like you have the support of everybody. You have to fake it. If you have to, if mom and daddy ain't supporting it or whatever like that, that's okay. Don't make it feel like since they're not supporting you, what you're trying to do probably might not be the right thing to do or that it might not be good enough. No, they're just wrong and not supporting you, but I'm not going to say that they're wrong. Again, people, it's hard for people to support you when they're not at a certain level and character themselves. So they can't be happy for you when you're doing something they haven't done yet. You know what I mean? Not everyone can. Most people can't. Some people can be miserable and life is not ideal, but still have enough energy to measure out that support or, you know, that genuine interest. Like I was saying before, you have to be willing to be fearless. You have to be willing to walk alone. And I've had some very interesting experiences. I've had some very high experiences and some very successful moments in my life. And I feel like there are moments that people have not been here to see. Or I would prefer people be here when those things happen. But... I realize I can't control people. I can't make people be excited for what it is that I do and what it is that I have going on. I just have to, you know, empathize and know that they're doing the best with what they have or what they know. And that somewhere deep in their heart that they're wishing me the best. And then we have some people that just struggle with that investment in themselves because they're struggling with so many other demons. And... They don't know how to weed those things out and get on the road, myself included. Mark Twain said, the secret to getting ahead is getting started. And that was one of the lessons, the hard lessons that I had to learn because I just love being, you know, I want to be ready. I want to be prepared for whatever. I want to be prepared for disappointment. I want to be prepared if things go wrong. I want to be able to have all the answers and I had to realize that when you spend all that time trying to get ready, that you just don't. And this brings me to my next point. You need to have a side hustle. I feel like you, the, one of the best ways you can invest in yourself is having a side hustle. To me personally, I would say that whatever your side hustle is, if you don't have to be there physically in person, if it's something that you can do from wherever you are, you're setting yourself up for success. You know what I mean? Like the podcast, it definitely for a while, I thought it was going to be the side hustle. I mean, technically, I guess it is because it's the thing that, you know, I feel like will take time to grow, but it's not really as much of a hustle as it is something that actually feeds my soul. But I feel like when it comes to investing in yourself in general, you need a side hustle. 
and preferably when you're doing a side hustle, try to choose something where people can pay you to do what you're doing already. Pay pay you to do what you do well. If you write articles pretty well, you write pretty well, you know, find a place or find something for people to pay you. You know, I like years ago, I, I've always been a writer. I mean, you know, more experience with writing articles and writing different kinds of content. And I found out about a website on uh, YouTube called Text Broker. And, you know, they don't always pay a whole lot, but the experience was valuable. I did it for a, a good while. And, you know, the experience was val- valuable and working under deadlines and, you know, editing and doing different things like that that made me more of a commercial writer. And, you know, it can be the same way with you, whether you're doing anything. It can be transcriptions or typing or, you know, whatever. But the first thing you need to do is get started. Maybe you just want to start a business. Maybe you want to start a label. Maybe you want to start your own corporation. Just get started. Find out what the first step is. Don't find out what the first five steps is. Are Find out what the first step is and get going and just jump in and you'll edit and adjust along the way. But don't put yourself in this position where you have to know or have all the information to get started. Because if the longer you wait, the law of diminishing intent, you know, comes into place and that emotion goes cold, that intention goes cold. It's not as hot. It's not as that, you know, that white heat, that energy that's invested, you know, it starts to grow cold and trail off and die down. So take advantage of that emotion when it's burning hot and just get started. The enemy of any goal or dream, I feel, is just getting started. You know, the inability to get started. Often we get bogged down with the logistics, the function, the strategy, the skills and the money instead of just getting started. When I first started with this podcast, I knew it would be about personal development and I wasn't good at editing at the time. And I wanted three segments, one to educate, one to demonstrate, one to reflect. And I set a deadline for my first episode and I even did my own cover art in Canva. And I applied tremendous pressure on myself and I made it happen. And I've been talking myself into doing this for about maybe almost four years and something just clicked. Well, actually, I'm not going to say something clicked. I was actually getting quite a few tarot readings done. And, you know, I was actually new to it. But, I, you know, I stay open to everything. You know, I don't really anything. I actually got my tarot read a few times and actually, you know, bought some cards for myself. But with all the readings that I was getting, it was very much so saying that I was going to have an outlet where I would be able to motivate and nurture people and inspire people. And... I felt like it was talking about my podcast. You know, I've had this in my heart for a long time. And, you know, in this year from like maybe March to August, (laughs) you know what I mean? Life has been throwing things in my path and just throwing little nudges and, you know, reminders and different things that let me know that we know you want to do this. So, you know, we're going to put you around people. We're going to put you around resources. We're going to introduce you to things. And we're going to make sure that you get started because this is something that's going to walk you into your next chapter. This is something that's going to get you more in alignment with your goals and more in alignment with your path, your life path, and your destiny. So you need to be getting started on that. Again, oftentimes I feel like we spend so much time and energy letting people talk us out of our stuff. 
You know, you've been wanting to start this nail company to do nails for a long time and you keep letting your friends talk you out of it. You've been wanting to start this business, this new restaurant, this office, get this office. You've been wanting to get this office space to open up a studio. Y'all been wanting to do this stuff for a long time and you continue to let people who have nothing, who want nothing, who aspire to do nothing or be nothing, talk you out of your stuff just so they can stay comfortable and don't have to apply themselves. When you apply yourself and do things that they haven't seen be done before, it reminds them that they're not working as hard, that they're not trying as hard, and that they're not giving as much effort. And when you leave yourself open to consult them and want their opinions about what you're doing, you're leaving yourself open to have your goals and your dreams tainted with bitterness, tainted with jealousy, tainted with people that can't reciprocate the support or give, you know, uh, well-intentioned comments or, you know, advice. They're just trying to tell you that you're taking on too much or, you know, give you 10 reasons why something won't work just so you can stay still, just so you can stay complacent. And that's the reason, like, I've had to really fall back on kicking it with most people. Like, I, I don't really do a lot of hanging out these days because... If we're not discussing investments, if we're not talking about personal development, if we're not talking about healing, if we're not talking about anything deep, I don't want to talk about it, you know? And I've drove lots of people away because they feel like, you're just so intense. You just want to talk about deep stuff all the time. You just want to talk about stuff that's just deep. And it's just, that's who I am. I've been hurt a lot. I've been through lots of things and those things have made me a very well-adjusted person and they've also deepened my well of experience. You know, so I love to talk about things that are deep. Like Jim Rohn says, I share a lot of my experiences. I share a lot of my insecurities, a lot of my most vulnerable moments that you probably feel like very embarrassing or very revealing, but I do it so I can make room to experience more of each experience, to take more from each experience, to share more and give more to each experience, but to definitely experience more from each experience. So these are just my experiences and just my memories, and I don't have to hold them hostage to mean anything to me. They're all the past, and I'm always focused on the present and the future. James Clear said, Results have very little to do with goals and nearly everything to do with systems. And I think that's true. Goals are the catalyst of our focus, but how we systematically manage our time and execute is very closely connected to the results that you get, the money that you make, the value that you create, and the person that you become at the end. Focusing on what you want to become is pivotal because it helps shape your behavior by expanding your identity. Robin Sharma said that as you grow your daily habits, your daily results will be enhanced by extension. That's not an exact quote, but that was pretty much the idea. <laughs> Another thing that I had to learn was to focus more on the intention than the desire. Meaning, focus more on the why of that thing. Why do you want to achieve this? Why do you want to do this? Why is this important to you? On a more philosophical, transcendent level, bigger picture level, why does this matter to you? 
because if you're focusing on the desire and it's just, I just really want to get a car. I just really want to do this. I just really want to do that. And you're focusing on the desire, you'll start creating resistance and building up resistance because you're living and dwelling in a place of lack, of acting like you don't have the thing that you want. When it comes to achieving your goals, I feel like it takes a proper balance and teamwork between desire and intention. Desire comes from the power of the heart and intention is pretty much the power of the mind. And when you learn how to balance and merge those together, then you have a more proper recipe or cocktail to smash your goals and get shit done. But, you know, in the long run, it's definitely more important to focus on the journey, focus on what it is you want to create. Focus on the value that it's going to have, how it's going to change people's lives. Focus on creating the value. So many of us get wrapped up in trying to make money and how we're going to have this or just getting wrapped up in the personal game. And in the process, we become slaves to money because we're doing things for money. We're doing things for stuff. Or like uh, Joe Rogan says, where do we, uh, we work harder so we can buy more stuff, so we can blend in with our stuff having friends. <laughs> and none of that is gonna make you happy. One of the things that I learned early in life is that stuff don't make you happy. I watched my parents fill our house full of things, all kinds of pretty, beautiful, sparkling things all the time. And the whole time that they were doing that, they were also doubling their misery, you know, just as fast as they were adding things to the house, you know? And it just taught me that things don't make you happy. It's nothing wrong with wanting your home to look beautiful. It's nothing wrong with wanting to have things in your life to, you know, indicate your hard work. But if that's all you're working for, if that's all you're living for, you always need more. When those things aren't around to validate you, you feel empty. You feel left out. And... You don't have anything on the inside because your character wasn't touched in the process. And you have to choose goals that will touch your character, that will shape your values, expand your values, and just make you the best expression of who and what you are. And again, I know it's not going to be easy, but I've learned in my experience that it's the hardest experiences that make and shape your character to make you appreciate the good times, the better times. And, you know, the, the next time that bad or unenjoyable experience comes around, you're a lot more stronger and thicker skinned and more durable. You have more endurance and grit and you can handle it. You're not acting out of a place of, you know, reactivity, if that's the word, or reactiveness. You're not reacting to your life. You're absorbing it. You're appreciating. You're embracing your experiences and you are experiencing a sense of flow, a sense of flexibility, and you're able to be malleable, and you're able to learn and value your life experience. I think it's important to have a side hustle. Anyway, I just feel like it's people, especially if you're in the poor and middle class, I don't think anyone should be giving all of their time to a job. Again, I have nothing against the nine to five culture, but I'm about freedom. I'm about independence. I'm about financial freedom and financial independence. And I know we all need support and we all need help sometimes, but I feel like we all need to have our hand in something other than the nine to five or, you know, the earned income. 
have your hand in something else, there are seven or several streams of income that you can be taken advantage of. And one is your earned income, which is your job. Two can be your profit income. That can be your YouTube or Patreon account or what have you. You know, you can have your interest income. You can have your dividend income, your rental income with uh, that's related to real estate. Capital gains, that's also related to real estate. You know, if you got a house for $40,000 and, you know, uh, you bought a house for $40,000, fix it up and sold it for seventy-five. dollars I mean, fix it up, you know, and it was worth seventy-five, but you sold it for a hundred. You know, the capital gains, the money that you made in the balance. And where you can have royalties, you know, with your music or with your voice, you know, or you can just have royalties and more intellectual property. And, you know, just different passive incomes and, you know, with your investments and all types of things. But that's yours to explore, you know, open up your mind, you know, focus on two different kinds of income. Maybe you have a nine to five. So, you know, that's your earned income. It chews up most of your time. But maybe you can start a profit income. Maybe you can start a YouTube channel and get monetized and, you know, get to the point where you can make that income off YouTube in addition to your nine to five. Now you have a profit income. While you're doing both of those, maybe you can start investing that into the stock market. And next thing you know, you know, you kind of have some dividend income on the side. And, you know, it's up to you. Maybe you're a musician and you have dozens of songs out. Read some books and learn how to accrue royalties from your work to sustain you and take care of you. Jim Rohn said, don't wish for things to be easier. Wish for you to be better. Stop spending all your time hoping that life just cuts you a break and, you know, lets you let you get it easy and, you know, so you can get away with murder. Just, you know, catch you a break and create the circumstances that you want. Because there's plenty, there's millions of people that are already doing it. So even though you're saying you can't do that and life is what it is or that you come from, from what you come from, there are plenty of people that came from the project. There are people, plenty of people that were born in poverty, that were born in very, very, very extreme poverty, that were adopted, who saw their parents get murdered, you know, all types of situations. And they still went on to be the best that they can be. Now, this is not to be insensitive to anyone's pain because I know what it feels like to have pain and I have my own pain. It's just I don't want you to be held in one spot because you feel like you're not ready to move or life isn't looking the way you want to look. Robin Sharma says that it's important to bleed more in training or bleed more in practice and then you will in the field. So, you know, get your practice on and, you know, make your mistakes. Know that with you starting a side hustle, you're going to get some things wrong. You're going to make some mistakes. Sometimes they might be big, but there will be experience to gain in those. Honestly, I feel like there are no such thing as such things as mistakes. They're just learning experiences and victories. And the more learning experiences you have, the better. It definitely shores up your confidence and it lets you know that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You know, it lets you know that you're confident, that you're resilient and that you can take it. And you can. I set a goal to finish this year with 30 episodes. So that that means that I'm pretty much producing two episodes per week to meet that deadline. And 
it can get hard because life can get busy, different things can get going on. But I'm holding myself to that standard and I'm not accepting anything less. It takes me having to get better with my systems. Like I said, uh, results are tied to the systems that you have in place. And I've learned different systems. You know, when you take action, Clarity comes. You can't receive clarity if you don't take action. You can't receive clarity if you're not moving, if you're not learning. You can't learn anything being still. So put yourself in the best position that you can be in to thrive. Find a side hustle that works for you. Start small and make it feel easy so it doesn't feel super challenging because if it does, you're going to psych yourself out. You're going to talk yourself out of it constantly. Do something that you love so there's personal and emotional investment in it. If you do something just for the money, it won't last long. Find books that can teach you about rapid skill acquisition. But start somewhere and get started today so you can see your life change and take your life to the next level. And as always, think about it. Carl Urban said, my philosophy is whatever you do, you've got to invest in yourself. If you don't, there are a lot of people out there who will get the job because they're more prepared than you. Again, I feel like this is such a relevant and powerful quote because as humans, I feel like it's so easy to get comfortable. It's so easy to get complacent. And it's so easy to stop growing, especially once you acquire whatever it is that you are after. And whether that's a job or a career or anything that you're going out for, it's always important to stay seeking growth and stay keeping yourself in a place of pursuing more, being more, expanding your value, expanding overall who you are as a human being. I've spent so many times in my life and my career going out for different positions and going out for different jobs. And, you know, in the interviewing process, I've interviewed for this job so many times that it's never dawned on me to try to find any books or try to round out my experience and you know, stay in touch with what's going on in this industry, what's new, what are the new developments, how can I modernize my experience and take myself to the next level, that way I'm worth more and I can command and demand more for my service or for my time or for whatever it is that I'm offering. And I think that goes for all of us. You have to keep yourself in a position where you're not getting comfortable. I love how Iyala Van Zandt says that if you're not living, if you're not in the place in your life where you're, you're living with pee running down your leg, like just scared in a way because you don't know what's going to happen, just having that pee running down your leg, you're not living big enough. And uh, you know what I mean? I just feel like the past maybe three, four years of my life has been the piss running down your leg. You know, just feeling like Life can just feel so unstable at times. You just don't know what you're going to get, what it's going to be, what tomorrow will bring, whether the money will last, whether anything will last really. And, you know, it used to take a toll on me, but these days I'm actually seeing the wonder, the hope, I'm seeing the strength, I'm seeing the power and I'm seeing the purpose of it. And it's made me a lot tougher. It's made me a whole lot tougher. It's made me 
a lot more gritty and I don't even think I realized that I needed more of that stuff but it's just made me a lot more fearless in what's happening and knowing that one thing that I can rely on is that change is constant and I can't change that so with change being constant how can I become more flexible how can I become a better agent for change and how can I become someone that's more that can be more with the flow as change occurs as opposed to you know, for the 10,000th time, feeling inconvenienced to life changing the script or changing the music or changing the scenery or changing the job or changing my friends or changing whatever. How can I become a better agent of change so that process can flow smoothly? Because Jim Rohn says the winters are going to come like clockwork. Every year, there will be a winter. So how can I be better prepared for the winters when they come? Because I know that they're coming. So what can I do to be my best for the winter? Can I buy more boots? Can I make sure that my boots are insulated with fur? Can I buy a better coat? Can I wear layers underneath my coat? What can I do to be better for those winters? Or am I going to be the person that's just called last minute, last minute with no resources and, you know, nothing to offer? And I'm just susceptible to the elements. Maybe that's you. How can you make yourself better and more prepared for the winters? The times where you may have to, you know, go without receiving that regular paycheck. You might work in construction and you know that only maybe four to five months out of the year, you're making money. So, and then you go into those other periods where nothing's going on. So you have to make sure you save enough money to sustain you. Maybe you're working contract positions, you know, in corporate, and, you know, this contract lasts six months and, you know, it's really good money. But once the contract is up, it's really no guarantee that you'll jump right into another position. So what can you do to be your best to make sure that you're setting yourself up for the next chapter, for the next wave, for the next season? You know, these are important questions to ask ourselves as we refine our skills and continue to develop ourselves and take ourselves to the next level. Amy Lee McRae said, invest time and energy in your well-being. Create an atmosphere of emotional safety for yourself. And I feel like when you have a true mission or a goal or a dream that's aligned with your life path, you become pregnant with the force of destiny, a child of life-changing magic. And with any conception of pregnancy, you become sensitive and aware of everything. You know, heightened senses, heightened intuition, larger appetites, morning sickness, body aches, swollen feet growing breast and heightened emotions and hormones, just to name a few changes. And when you're giving birth to a dream, you can't dwell in environments of emotional pollution and psychological impropriety. You have to surround yourself in nutritious environments and fruitful people. The purity of your, the purity of your environment will dictate the purity and power of your overall vision. If you try to give birth to a dream in the presence of visionless people with no gratitude in their heart, no sense of direction, no sense of reflection or introspection, your vision will be born with deformities. I feel like my whole life I've felt alone and or lonely, but it's times like now that I feel like God has been preparing me to be on my own. So there is no distraction, no obstruction, no bias or imposition 
that can counter his voice, that can sway his direction, or interfere with the plan, uh, interfere with the plan for my life that probably existed when my mama was barely thought of. You know what I mean? The universe has allowed me to experience the joy, tremendous joy, of loving people from a distance. So I can love myself through the harsher sides of life experience and really celebrate the fact that life ain't always perfect, right? And people ain't perfect. But if you're selfless, empathetic, and you and you watch and listen closely enough, there's a deeper story in everyone and in everything you encounter. So it just takes, you got to stop expecting life to be fair just so you can have the full luxury of fault, blame, and acquittal. Akirik Bra said, stop blaming other people for your own behavior. Own the truth. If you don't like it, then invest the time and energy to change it. This includes your behavior. You know, how you, how you respond to things, how you react to things, how things or people make you feel, your bad days, your mood swings, your anger, your complaining, your judgment, your bitterness, your sarcasm, all of it. When you understand this and take the time to only control yourself, cause and effect, you stop giving away your power. You have no use for blame. And this comes from, and like, like, hear me out, like this is coming from the former blame king. Y'all know, I've told y'all before, like I used to be someone that wanted to blame people for everything, blame my family for everything. You wasn't this, you didn't do that. You didn't do this when you're supposed to do that. You weren't this kind of parent. You weren't this kind of brother. You weren't this kind of sister. And you didn't do this and you didn't make me feel this and you didn't do that and you didn't do this. And it took me being accountable and it took me being honest, radically honest with myself to realize I was giving my power away and I was giving people responsibility for my happiness. I was making them accountable for making me happy and trying to control their actions and behaviors and wanting them to show up in my life in a way that made me feel glorified and made me feel loved. Now, there's nothing wrong with wanting people to make you feel loved and valued. But again, like I said, when you realize and it's been through the 5,000 first chances and you just realize this person doesn't have it or maybe they just don't have it to give. They don't know how to do it. It's unloving to, you know, it's unkind and unloving to ask someone to do something that they're unable or unwilling to do. And it took me to put myself in a position to be honest and say, she can't give me that. He can't give me that. He don't know how to do that. No one taught him how to do that. No one taught her how to be that. No one taught her how to talk that way or share that way or listen this way or respond this way or to check up and check in to make sure you're doing okay. No one taught them how to do that. And because no one taught them how to do that, it's a chance that I'm going to miss out on a little bit of that. So with that being said, am I willing to miss out on those things because they don't know how to do it? For a while it might feel like, uh, no, you know, I'm just going to teach them how to do it. I can teach them how to do it. I can teach them how to be more considerate, how to be more loving, how to be more respectful or whatever like that. But that's not your job. And making yourself responsible for other people's development, especially when we're all adults, that's unfair to them. But more importantly, that's unfair to you because it's unsustainable. And you're trying to control the actions and behavior of another adult. 
and you should only be trying to control yourself. You got to know and you got to understand that you make the decision to agree, to disagree, to accept, to deny, to regret, to defy, to rely and forgive and hand out second, third and 10th chances. And you justify because it's someone that's close to you. It's your mom, it's your dad, it's your grandma, it's your brother, it's your best friend, it's your kid. And you continue to justify it, but the whole time they aren't losing any sleep and they're not losing any steam and making you look like a fool or making a fool of you and avoiding all rights to their actions in the meantime. So, you know, they're pretty much making a mess, running them up, and no one's being accountable for it. Not you, not them. So the mess grows bigger and bigger, bigger and it festers. Maya Angelou said that we all have that place inside that we have to keep clean, that we have to keep sacred, that we have to keep pristine. And it really takes, like I said, getting in that place of it's me or you. It's me or you. But I have to have peace. You know, I've heard Iyana say it for years, but once you get to that place where you experience real peace, Anything that's not peace is dysfunction. And I'm in a place right now where I will throw hands for my peace. And not necessarily literally unless it comes to that, but my peace is everything to me. I don't really have the energy too much when I argue like that or get into anything that's not going to breed a real understanding or any information that will allow me to learn more about you. You know what I mean? I just don't want to waste any time repeating myself anymore. I don't want to talk about the past. I just want to love myself in the way that I deserve. And as I love myself in the way that I deserve, I can continue to approach you guys with that same loving, empathetic, and gregarious energy where I treat you like family because I feel like as humans, we're all connected. And with us all being connected, whether it's by blood, DNA, genetics, or whatever, we're all connected. We all think and want the same things. We all behave and act the same way in certain situations. And I care about that. And I love taking the time to understand that. I love making people feel seen and heard. And I feel like if we're all able to prioritize those kind of things with each other, we can definitely make the world a better place. But that starts with investing in yourself. You're a valuable human being, a valuable tool, and not like a tool, like something that can be used or whatever like that, but you're someone, you know, you know what you belong to, whether you're supposed to be a part of politics or music or whatever, you are an important piece in this world, and whatever it is that you're here to bring, we need you to love yourself and treat yourself the best and increase your sense of self-discipline and increase your sense of self-compassion and self-understanding and self-awareness so you can be at your best at your best so you can do what it is that you're here to do and as you do that thing we're all able to grow and benefit by extension because of you like i said before if you have to get therapy do what you have to do Take the necessary steps. But like I said, don't allow yourself to age into all of that bitterness and all of that anger and all of that emotional corrosion just because you think holding on to it, you're going to get some type of justice or one day your mom is going to pop up and apologize or one day dad is just going to get it and it's going to click and all of that. You can't wait for all of that. 
You got to get you together. You got to get your act together. You have to be clean. You have to be pure. You have to be as healthy as you possibly can so you can be your best and perform at your best. You may have children, and so many of us have children. We carry around all this baggage of the past and all this stuff, and we go forward and we punish our children. We ignore our children. We avoid them. We judge them. We criticize them and make them feel like crap, and they don't deserve that. You don't deserve that. So investing in yourself is one of the most important things that you will ever do in this life. Your time, your mind, your body, those are your most important assets to appreciate in this experience. Any time spent not appreciating them, not growing them, not developing them is a waste of time. Hear me out. It is a waste of time. If you're living your life on a day-to-day basis and you're not doing anything to grow or develop your mind, grow and develop your heart, grow or develop your body, you know, you are wasting your time. You're not doing nothing that's important that's not stimulating those parts of you. And you need to make those things a priority. You need to make you a priority. You can't, your goals can't become a priority uh, until you become a priority yourself. So put yourself in in the hot seat and be willing to sweat. Be willing to do the work and be willing to put yourself first because you deserve it. And you've known it for a long time. So clean the shit up. And as always, think about it. Hey y'all, I'm so glad as always that y'all were here to stick this out with me. I've been trying so many different things and changing different approaches to these segments and, you know, allow myself to stay open to trying new things and not allow myself to get set or regimented to doing things the same way because I want to keep things fresh and I want to you know, use the podcast as my science project to experiment and learn more about what you guys like. So like I said before, if there's any topics that you're interested in or interested in me talking about, please feel free to send those in. I've received a couple messages so far, just a couple uh, with good ideas, great ideas that you will be seeing more about there very soon. And yeah, just continue to do that as well as with the air segments and, you know, send those to me. Anyway, I love this episode because we're talking about something that's very important to me. Self-investment. I feel like you're the greatest asset there is. There are billions of people here, but there are no, there's no one like you. There's no one with your DNA. There's no one that's able to cook the way you do, sing the way you do, dance the way you do, do hair the way you do, work out the way you do, push people the way you do, lead people the way you do, guide people the way you do, you know, perform surgery the way that you do, play the piano the way that you do, play saxophone the way that you do, run the office the way that you do, sell products the way that you do, branding the way that you do. Painting the way that you do, poetry the way that you do, no one is able to fish the way that you do, swim the way that you do, scuba dive in the way that you do, hack the way that you do, 
write the way that you do, build the way that you do, decorate the way that you do, throw parties the way that you do, or do any of that stuff the way that you do. And you are special. And I feel like you're psyching yourself out and you're holding out because you feel like, you know, if you give time, if you give yourself enough time, you might actually walk into a period where you actually feel ready. I want to tell you now, that's not going to happen. It's not. You've already waited enough time as it is. You're in your 30s now. The 20s are almost over. You're in your 40s now. You'll be 50 in five years. You'll be 50 in 10 years. You'll be 40 in eight years. You'll be 40 in 10 years. You'll be 60 in 10 years. You'll be 50 in three, wherever you are in the spectrum. But stop waiting. Because in your waiting, you're making us wait. You're making us wait to experience whatever it is, that special thing that you have to bring, that only you can bring. And you deserve to share that side of yourself. And we deserve to experience your magic because you're magical. To be a God, you are magical. You are living radiant abundance and prosperity in the flesh. And you matter and your dreams matter, your talents matter. They contribute to this. None of this matters without you. So take up some space and take the first step. Like I said, set some goals. Put yourself out there. Be willing to change them around sometimes. Sometimes they may be too big. Use the smart method. Apply yourself and get better at managing your time. Two systems that I personally use when it comes to tackling my work and setting goals is the Pareto system, which is pretty much the 80-20 rule, focusing on the 20% of the tasks that are going to impact my work the most. Also use the SLAM system, and I actually found out about this from a Brian Tracy book, and the SLAM is an acronym, S.L.A.M, and that stands for Simplify, Leverage, Accelerate, and Multiply. You know, simplify the task, simplify the goals, simplify whatever you need to, to make this easier, to make things go smoother and quicker. Leverage, leverage all the experience around you, leverage other people's experiences, leverage their failures and success, you know, leverage their money, leverage your money, leverage all that you can. Accelerate. What can you accelerate today? What can you do faster? Because you know we live in a world where people need things done yesterday, a week ago. How can you get yourself to the place where you can get that music mixed and mastered in half the time, in a day, as opposed to a week or a few days? How can you accelerate what it is you do without sacrificing quality? And lastly, multiply. How can you do that thing and multiply the efforts and get 10 times the work done in half the time and just working more efficiently? When you're able to start answering those kind of questions, you will definitely see yourself grow. When you start paying attention to those kind of things, you'll see yourself grow because where energy goes, energy grows. And being concerned with your productivity and your growth Putting the intention, the attention there will help develop the intention to develop and grow. Setting goals and having a side hustle, you have to be willing to risk some things. You got to be willing to step out there. 
You got to be willing to get it wrong sometimes. You got to be willing to, when you know people are going to laugh at you or want you to fail or not support you just to see what you do and see if you crumble or go the other way. So don't go the other way. Stick by it. Stick by yourself and honor what it is that you're doing because most of all, it will work out. You are worth it. And it's that time again. Welcome to the air segment. And in the air segment, we inspire you, or I inspire you to take action and take things a step further. Because without action, there is no belief. Without action, there is no clarity. Without action, there is no movement. So take action. Take massive action. Like Beyonce said, be about that work. Put in that work. <laughs> the first letter is E. Emerge. Emerge from that victim mentality because you're not a victim. You are strong and you are courageous and you can do anything you want to. And you want to know how I know? Because you live around billions of us who are doing what we want to do and are happy and successful at it. And if they have a brain, you have a be they have a, you have a brain just like they have a brain. You have a heart just like they have a heart. You have a mind just like they have a mind. You have a body just like they have a body. So therefore, you can do the same thing. Emerge from the limiting thoughts, the limiting patterns, the limiting holding patterns. Emerge from depression. Emerge from anxiety. Emerge from anger, resentment. Emerge from that comfort zone because that mug, you know it's holding you back. You know it ain't doing you no favors. You're trying to stay, you're trying to stay safe. And the whole time, time is still a ticking. And you don't know how much time you got left to be jiving and playing around. You know, I know it sounds a little cryptic or morbid, but it's the kind of talk that really gets me going because it makes mediocre air hard to breathe and be comfortable with on my head. I like to disrupt the same way. So, yeah, think about that. Emerge from your insecurities. Emerge from poverty thinking. Emerge from your brokenness. Emerge from the breakdowns. Emerge. The next letters are reverse engineer. Reverse engineer your goals. Break down a step-by-step process or, you know, reverse engineer the goals that you have and create a step-by-step process to achieve those goals. Reverse engineer new skills that you're trying to learn. Reverse engineer what it takes to develop your talent, to rap, to sing, to paint, to sew, to work out, to shoot YouTube videos, to write, be an author to create a blog, reverse engineer. And the last letter is A, allocate. Allocate personal values to filter your decisions. Allocate new empowering meanings to your darker memories and experiences. Allocate money to savings for conferences, to seminars, classes, but to keep you up to date, to keep learning fun, to keep you curious, to keep you fresh. Allocate money to your savings for vacations, maybe staycations. Maybe you don't have to leave the state. Maybe you can go downtown and stay in a hotel for a few days and just get out of your house or whatever you can afford. 
Allocate money to keeping your hair done, keeping your hair cut, and looking your best because when you feel and look your best, you perform at your best. Allocate money to artist dates. You know, Julia Cameron mentioned artist dates in her book. And artist dates is pretty much when you take yourself out for a drink or just a night out of town or just for a couple of hours to be with yourself and be with your thoughts and to treat yourself better. You know, make that a weekly thing. I've been trying to be consistent about making it a weekly thing, but allocate money to the side for an artist day, whether it's $50 a month just for you to go sleep and listen to jazz and sip wine or whatever. Allocate money to modernizing your wardrobe. Allocate money or funds to furthering your self-care, getting a facial every now and again, a massage, or going to the spa every blue moon or every so often just to keep yourself reminded that you matter and that you're valuable. Allocate. So there you have it. Emerge. Reverse, reverse engineer and allocate. Use these actions and take, use one at a time. Start with one for a day, a week, a month, and just take action one step at a time. And as you take action with just one of those, you'll pay attention, you'll pay attention to yourself, building momentum and getting better and getting better. And that'll help you build confidence. That'll help you build belief. And you be building you building belief. That'll expand your ability to accomplish more of what you think you're able to accomplish. Anyway, if you haven't had a chance to subscribe and share these episodes and share these messages, please do so right now. Leave a rating. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you would like to hear me talk about, what you would like to hear me discuss. Tell me what's on your mind. Drop a line if you need to. Also, if you feel led to, please donate whatever you can to the podcast. It helps everything. It helps keep everything going. It's greatly appreciated. And I want to thank y'all again for tuning in to the Medicine Cabinet because, you know, this is my baby. It means so much to me. And it may, and I look forward to shooting these episodes every week just so I can show up for y'all the way I intended to and promised to. It's also a way of me showing up for myself. Showing up for myself. In the next episode, we're going to talk about learning how to say no. <laughs> yeah, baby. Learning how to say no to so many of us, myself included, I was such a people pleaser for most of my life and I had to learn that that was so debilitating and depleting and so many other things and you can probably relate to it too, but don't worry about it because we're going to get into it the next episode. Anyway, thank you again for supporting the Medicine Cabinet where we get experimental about exploring your potential. I hope that you continue to tune in with us and learn with us. It's only going to get better and better. I also have some interesting surprises coming up that I want to share with you guys, but I'm keeping some things under wraps for right now. Anyway, and I know I say anyway a lot, but this legit is the end end. Y'all have a good weekend. Y'all have a good day. Have a good morning. Have a good evening. 
And more than anything, when you get up in the morning or before you go to bed at night, try to find something that you're grateful for. Don't try too hard and don't look too hard because if at all else fails, if all else fails, you have breath in your lungs. You have the mobility of your limbs and your mind is functioning. So you have all the wealth and riches you can ever ask for. Love, peace, and motherfucking air greets. How about it? Bye.